Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It's time for Seminole Headlines, featuring Warchant.com's Jeff Cameron, Managing Editor Ira Chauffel, and Senior Writer Corey Clark. Your weekly dose of all things FSU, Pistols and Pies, starts right now. Here's Jeff Cameron. The Seminole Headlines, 93.3 Real Talk, Friday Warchant TV begins right now. The boys, they're here. I see Ira, I see Corey, and we celebrate companionship, togetherness yet again, and our friends at Register sausage. Now, if I sound a little under the weather, don't let that bother you. The boys are ready to do the heavy mm. lifting today. They're all good to go. But here's a hearty, yay, sausage. That took a lot out of you, I bet. I'll it, was be a right. good, it was a good effort. Yeah, I don't. I, hey, listen, guys, I'm, I'm, I'm here. I'm ready to guide the ship. I'm gonna need you guys to be rock stars today. You guys gotta be good. <laughs> you, you don't have to have tell to, Corey that. You need yeah, to be I'm good. always a rock star. Let's go. And Let's you go. certainly don't have to tell Register Sausage, no, people that because uh, if you want. The best sausage you can get anywhere, registermeats.com is the website. Or if you're in the southeast, go into your local grocery store. Most of the Publixes, Winn-Dixie's, some of the other Walmarts Mm. and stores like that have them. But if your grocer does not or you can't find it, go see the the meat manager and ask them uh, what's the deal and can they get it delivered. Because Ben and the folks at Register Sausage will do whatever they have to do to get it delivered to your grocery store. It's the best sausage you can get and they'll deliver it. To your house, if you if you uh, don't have it locally, order it from registermeats.com, and it'll come shipped fresh to your house. I would suggest anytime you walk into a store, restaurant, any business, ask who the meat manager is. Yeah. It's good to know your meat manager. Wherever you are. I like uh, the title. I think I would be overwhelmed the day I was named. Meat manager. Would you go with Would you go with meat MGR on your on your tag, or or would you spell out meat? I'd have meat spell out manager. Yeah. Yeah. I of want course. you to read it aloud. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Because, because you I, could maybe you could be you might get confused what the MGR is, but you're not confused a no, manager if it's spelled manager. out. Big giant letters. Yeah, uh, that'd be me. I feel like what was uh, did the it was the butcher on uh, the Brady Bunch. Yes, Alice was friends with the butcher. I don't know if he went by meat manager. No, he didn't. He was he was her meat manager. They they <laughs> intimated on, oh my on, Paul, on Paul's boutique, the Beastie Boys famed yeah. record. There is the line. Bringing Alice the meat. Yeah, <laughs> I like that we went from a <laughs> we went from a 1977 reference to an 80s what 88 <laughs> reference. We're we're climbing our way up. Glenn came through. Sam the butcher. There you go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And he says I'm like Sam the butcher. If he if he had said Sam the meat manager, that might have felt that might have a little risque for the seven. <laughs> yeah. Good times. Good times. Welcome in everybody. We're good. We're good to go. You can tell we're all normal. So the weekend that was, oh, by the way, tomorrow, 
Uh, sick or not, I'm doing it. I'm buckling. I'm bucking up, guys. I'm gonna make sure it happens. Uh, Adam Fuller, you better bring it, buddy. I will. Because if you're if you're you know sixty percent, sixty five percent, Adam Fuller's gonna call you out on it. He yeah. will. And I was locked in for my two interviews last week. Uh, the one with Norvell and the one with Link Jarrett. I owe Adam Fuller my best. Yeah. I gotta do the right thing. And I'm supposed to have Alex Atkins this week too. Look busy, at you, busy time. Okay, man. Gotta nice. Get out there. Let's go. I'm ready to go. Adam Fuller will call out people for not asking. Like he's called out Aslan for not asking questions. Uh, he will. He'll keep you on your toes. He man. also Aslan year. will always ask like, uh, "What are you doing for Thanksgiving?" What's and and Adam Fuller just has no time for it. None. Like Aslan's trying to add a little levity to the he didn't want football. To hear it. He's like, "No, no, no. What is this? What are we I doing?" I got here? caught doing it last year, and I pretty. I feel like we've we've got a good rapport, me and mm-hmm. Adam Fuller. But I mentioned um, something about baldness because I too am bald. He's kind mm. of your uh, new Adazio. Yeah, he's not. Like maybe. Yeah, oh, yeah, me and Adam. Yeah, yeah, that's right. But I thought we had it like that. Apparently, he was setting the record straight. We don't. I mentioned balding <laughs> as a bald man. Right. And he, too, is bald. And he was like, that's what we're doing here? You're going to ask me questions about being bald? Yeah. I was like, oh, man, he's serious? Yeah. I better get with the questioning. Your now. first question should be about baldness tomorrow. I, yeah. How does he so do it? Is he shaved? <laughs> does he need to? And let him get angry? Yeah. And be like, come <laughs> on, don't you remember getting mad at me last year? Let's go. No, no. I'm actually... This is Tom and I talked about this. Heading into spring, you want there are a lot of questions and you want answers and you want to know what do they want to know by the end of spring. I'm not even kidding about this. Like, how excited are we that it's almost here? Just like that. Spring is rapidly approaching. It's not filler content. It's stuff that there's serious competition. There are a lot of serious questions surrounding the program. It will feel like the first time in a long time that there really is. You know how football fans are always say there's no offseason in football, and I usually roll my eyes because, yeah, there is. But I don't think so heading into this year because of the expectations, because of the hope that this could be a championship-caliber team. We're like 13 days away. I was going to say, only one more seminal headlines yeah, before yeah. Uh, spring practice starts. Yeah, less than two weeks. Yeah, so that's what I mean. It's kind of like, oh, uh, you know, at first you say, oh, well, you know, I'm curious what he's going to have to say about spring. But now, like, it's pressing. He's he's probably got a good idea. I'm going to ask both coaches. What is it they hope to have figured out by the end of this spring? What needs to be figured out by the end of this spring? I think on that side of the ball, certainly more than the offensive side of the ball. Right. I mean, on offense, you're looking at, you're bringing back. You have a couple questions on offensive line, but you have a lot of guys that you feel good about stepping into those yeah. roles. Um, but you feel, you know, obviously quarterback, wide receiver, running back, tight end has gotten a lot of improvement. So I think on that side of the ball, it's going to be getting the best out of all the material you have, but feel good about the material you have. Defense has got more questions. Not only do you lose Jamie Robinson, who was your leading tackler the last two years and probably your best overall player on defense overall, uh, but you also have some other pieces you're replacing on the defensive line and, and elsewhere. So that's there's there's more, I think, on the plate for Adam Fuller, but I feel like he's got to feel pretty good about the supplies he's gathered this offseason as well. Yeah, and he's not working. Um, I don't feel like he's working with as many new guys as uh, as they are on offense. Now, the offensive guys they brought in, you know, they already had a good offense, but you know, you've got a couple new linemen, um, you've got two new tight ends. What has Adam got new on defense? Is well, uh, mostly up front on the defensive Cypress, line. Cypress, he's got the two defensive tackles in Cypress, right? And and, uh, and Gilbert Edmond, the defensive end as well. So three oh, defensive yeah. linemen. I always up front. forget about him. What what do we think he's going to be? I we think, think he's going to be a rotation guy, probably. I think he's competing, man. He's. I don't think you'd say that uh, McClendon's like got that other defensive end spot locked no, down. No, I think Patrick Payton has. Well, the other one I don't know if he's got it locked down either. No, he, okay. he didn't start all last season, so I, you know, I think Gilbert Edmonds. Man, that guy's played a lot of college football. I think he's going to be in that mix for that other spot. Yeah, their defensive those, line is uh, those four defensive ends. I mean, that's your four defensive ends. Which 
one big question I have is what do you do with Dennis Briggs? Does he go back? Is he, is he a tackle or is he an end? Look, man, you kind of write him off, but he's a player. He's a, he's a college football player. He came up big in a couple of situations late last year. Well, it's important to note, too, that he was not all the way back, I don't think. I don't think he was 100% healthy this season. So I think Briggs has a chance. I like that he's versatile. Briggs is a versatile player that you can move it inside yeah. and outside when he's back. Sometimes it takes more than a year for a guy to get back from a leg, man. So I, I And they haven't done him any favors by moving him back and forth. Back and forth. I do. I think he's versatile. Like if you want a guy to set the edge as opposed to rush the passer, there's a guy with size that can do that when you move him outside. Uh in situations like that. I, I do think he is a positional piece. Listen, I the, the all of the pressure is on that defense, but there's a reason to be excited about it and to watch that competition. You just laid it out there, but don't forget about the addition of Patrick Sertan. That's a fresh set of eyes looking at that secondary. And, it, it, you know, who knows what they do? They could move Renardo Green back to safety. They, you could have a situation with Azaria really blossoms and becomes a lockdown guy on the other side, and then Fintrell Cypress comes in, and now Renardo Green moves to safety because he's had experience doing it to go with Shaheen Brown. And then the other guys, who knows, does Knowles bounce back to where he should have been, didn't have a good year as a nickel corner, needs to be better in that situation. The same goes for Duke Cooper. How does the new coach of that position group affect who we see and how much better their play is or is not? Same goes for Travis Jay. I know it's a, it's, a, it's a long shot, but nobody would deny his athleticism. Maybe he's got a new lease on life. So there's yeah. no shortage of questions. Well, I, and, the, and I'm curious about the nickelback spot because it basically became Kevin Knowles and Greedy Vance splitting time yeah. for the second and half of last Greedy season. I thought Greedy was better. Greedy seemed and now, appreciably I, like, better. I wonder – what the decision making goes in there, like when do they play? Who does is Kevin really ahead of him? Is that why he stayed in the starting lineup, or can Greedy pass him? I, you know that that's another position. I think there's not a big question mark there. You know who the two competitors are, but how does it how does it play out? I, and I, but I think when you just look at the overall the makeup of this team, what should excite everyone is we were just like I had forgotten Dennis Briggs was on the team, and that that's more my fault than his, but. That's how deep they are on the defensive line that he's almost, at least for me, maybe I'm the, in the, the outlier, he's an afterthought. And he's a guy that's played a lot of college football and might be a decent player. That's how, that's how uh, much depth they now have on the defensive line, right? Yeah, they got a kid from, where did he come from, South Carolina? Gilbert Edmond. Yeah, yeah it, it, who might be the second-string defensive end. He might be starter. He might yeah. be behind McClendon. He might be behind, behind McClendon and Peyton. Um, so when you look at what they've done on both sides of the line of scrimmage, because they got a lot of dudes on the offensive line, too. Yeah. They can play. That's what we've all been waiting for. You you have a good line of scrimmage with a lot of depth pieces. That's what good teams have. You can afford a loss or two, maybe not to Jared Verse or people like that, and still have good players behind them. Can I That's throw where they've tried to bit, get for a long time. Two quick things from the chat real quick. Doug asked about what about Dent. When you were running through the players in the secondary, you just didn't mention him, but Akeem Dent is returning starter safety. He could be in there. And then Scott June Asking, hey, Jeff and Corey, any updates on FSU basketball? First of all, like, why am I not as part of the show? But but, but that's fine. You guys talk about it. When we get to the FSU basketball, you guys can talk about that. I'll talk about You don't want to talk team. about? I'll, I'll talk about football and baseball. What's your favorite deep track on the latest record? On the Taylor Swift? The latest yeah. one. I, well, you know I know I'm all cold. So I the would deep say track that you would think is The one about her ex-boyfriend, I think. Yeah, the oh, one where she seems yeah. kind of uh, lovesick. She kind of gets out of character there yeah. for her. By the way, Matthew closing every show with Taylor oh, is my is, is, is that, one of my favorite things. Oh, it's great that we've ever had on Seminole also, Headlines. He, oh, yeah. there it is. There yeah. it is. It's also good that we get the eastbound and down send off too, which is yeah. also my my favorite as well. Uh, no, so so yeah, there is nothing new on basketball. They lost yet again 
over the weekend, which is kind of what's what going to happen what they the rest do, yeah. of the way. And they're setting the record, uh, the countdown to the record. They're <laughs> one away from tying it, which was uh, Miami on Saturday. They'll yeah. t- they'll lose that game to tie the school record for losses. Man, if they're not and careful, then, they'll lose that game by 40 again. And then I think they play North Carolina at home Correct. next Wednesday, senior day. That's a desperate North Carolina team. I think Florida State's probably going to lose that one. Well, too. there's a road trip to Virginia Tech, I think. And That's then at also, the end of the year. Yeah, and then also you got the ACC tournament. There's some, Thoroughly there's some, updated, there's some, everybody. Some so you're, updated. Looking at, you're looking at probably three more losses, right, that gets you to – no, four Could more be losses. four, yeah. So on gets a, on you a to, side note, on a serious question, just that this is all this is, we're not going to wallow in this. On a serious note, I, I was not concerned that Leonard Hamilton would not be back after this year. I thought for sure he would be no matter what. I'm not so sure anymore. That's all I'm going to say about that. I'm if not they so go sure. eight, they're going to finish pro- at best with 23 losses and probably 24. It, it's that's a tough situation. I they're, hate it. They're I hate crushing it. It makes me sick this, to but my I, stomach. But I just liked it. If you're going to have a bad year, like an all-time well, bad, crush year, it. Crush the record. Go all don't, in. Don't just tie it or sneak past it. Shouldn't be make t- it unsustainable where like, nobody else can. He's going to be should, Cy Young should, out should there. Should not be tied to this. It's like tin cup. It's all, yeah. <laughs> yeah, go down in a blaze of yeah. glory. <laughs> Give me another ball. <laughs> yeah, it's it's tough. It's 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 hurtful, but uh, I, I'm not so sure anymore. We'll keep it moving. Yeah. So back to what we were talking about. Here's the thing. One thing I'm going to circle back to Briggs for a second. Before the cheap shot, before he got hurt, they loved Briggs. What they yeah. thought Briggs was going to be was a stud. Nothing short of that. If he gets back to full strength, and I would maintain he was never full strength last year. He was good enough to play. He worked hard to play. He provided quality reps, not elite reps, but quality reps. He could be a big surprise if he returns to the form and the path that he was on. He could all of a sudden you may have a real plus player on your hands that you had last year just filling roles. But you know and, the beauty is he doesn't have to play. He the point being but like, just, but no, I mean like he's been forced to play even when he probably shouldn't have been. Now if he doesn't raise his level, if he doesn't raise his game at either position, there aren't just spots where you're well, Dennis, get out there. We got. They got spots. They got spots full. They yeah, got four they dudes at each and, position that can play. And I think his. I think he's best suited to be that big defensive end, like Akir Thomas. But I don't know if that's where you play him because you've got four or five really solid, I think, defensive ends. But defensive tackle, you're pretty good shape there. So that he's one of those guys. I think this spring we're going to learn a lot. You know, where do they play him? How does he look? Can he get into that top group? Um, is he a pass rusher that's going to rack up twelve sacks? No, no. That's not, but he'll that's, never that, be that. He doesn't need to be that. That's correct. He doesn't need to be that. And when you were talking about the offensive line, they go 10-plus. Yeah. And and there are real questions about competition at almost every level. You can move guys from outside to inside. How nice is it to talk about legitimate tackles competing for jobs? We had guards playing tackle and guards playing center and guards playing every guards. I mean, guards. That's what yeah. they had. They've got a real tackle, another real tackle. They brought in a real tackle. Those guys will compete. They've got a tackle. They might move into guard where he's best suited at the next level. You got competition perhaps at center. Some of the returning players that last year you didn't want to play were too young, got bigger, stronger. They were allowed to grow. They were allowed to learn. They were allowed to get their technique where it needed to be. Maybe a guy like Estes emerges, you know, who last year really struggled with that technique a little bit. That's why he couldn't break it into the lineup. But it wasn't body type. It wasn't strength. It was a lack of consistency with that. So guys were allowed to develop last year. And if you look at it, as you said, the first few years that this coaching staff has been here, it's been a lot of turning guards into tackles. Now they brought in some tackles that they're going to play inside a guard. And that's fun, man, especially the way they block, the way they like their linemen to be able to play in space, get those guys out to the second level. Yeah, There's a different level of athleticism across the board. Do, do we think that Demetri Emanuel is – 
going to play? Put is he going to be out He's, there on March sixth playing? Well, yeah, he'll definitely. I think he'd be here in the spring. I don't think they've gotten a final decision on his waiver. I think they feel pretty good. Demetri Emanuel is applying for a waiver to get an extra year of eligibility based on a season he didn't really play at Charlotte. So they're trying to get that waiver. I think until they know for sure he's going to practice, he's still part of the team. Imagine that, though. There's He was pretty good last year, yeah, he's, he's started every game, and even if he's on the team, there is absolutely no guarantee my man starts. That's that's kind of the uh, – that again, that tells you where they are as an offensive line and, and as a football the, team. It's why the stories that we get to cover on a daily basis starting when spring begins – Will be better and more interesting on a daily basis than we've ever well than we've had in years yeah. and years and years. Let's well, put it that way. ever because you think about when the team was really good, we didn't have this kind of access. Yeah, we, that's true. That's true. So I mean, it's it's silly to think about like you could have a guy that in your head is penciled in as a starter, no doubt, and then there's three other guys fighting like hell to surpass that guy. This is what what you want as a coach, and so that's why I'm going to ask the question: like, what do you want to know? If anything, what do you have to know by the time you leave spring? It may not be along the offensive line. It may not be along the defensive line. It could very well be that we know Tate Rodemaker is bona fide the backup quarterback and A.J. Duffy is the third string, or vice versa. Maybe A.J. Duffy emerges as the backup. Uh, Tate last year when he got his chance against Louisville played well. There weren't too many shiny moments outside of that for Tate. Does he feel more comfortable? Does he look better? I just want to know that if for any reason Jordan Travis misses time, this is this machine that can keep rolling and win games. Maybe you're not going to win a championship without Jordan, but you can win a lot of games because they're better up front, because you're deep in the backfield, because your receiving core is better, because you have tight ends, because all of a sudden the defense is a much better product as well. Real high hopes with a lot of intensity at practice for people competing for those reps as starters. The other thing that's going to come out of this is some of the losers for some of these jobs, whether it be starting jobs or second-team jobs, are probably going to go in that portal. The portal's going to open back up at the end of the spring. Yeah. And so do, as a coaching staff, are you – you massage that? Yeah, do you kind of like the guys you want to keep, do you make yeah. sure they're still engaged? Yeah. Guys you don't necessarily want to keep, do you make it clear to them that, hey yeah. – you're not going to get on the field. But you're not giving some false confidence. You're not naming starters at the end of the spring, so no. You, but they can kind of figure the out. The players can kind of, right. but then be be coy about it. Be like, hey, so and so, you're running. Let well, them run ones half the time. Not yeah. like don't don't be so don't tip your hand, guys. Don't tip your hand until August thirtieth, unless yeah. it's guys you do want. It will be hilarious because you got to make some well, room, right? And we're going to have to be careful about the way we report here, and and we always are, but. You know, it'll be funny if uh, the first time we catch the coaching staff doing what you're talking about, you're like, well, they really did prattle on today about so-and-so. He's looked like ass all spring. This yeah. is guy- <laughs> yeah. We're going to know exactly what's going on right there. Some of the headlines, 93.3 Real Talk Radio, War Chant TV continues in a moment. Seminal Headlines returns now. Head to YouTube and search for War Chant TV today to catch the show live or on demand. Now, here's Jeff Cameron, Ira Chofel, and Corey Clark. We've awoken the masses, man. People are locked in. They want to know about position changes. Nice. They want to know if we've got people going from offense to defense. They want to know, yeah, let's go. I like it, guys. Way to wake up. That's right. Spring football's nearly here. We haven't even touched on the baseball sweep. Knowles play on the road against Jacksonville tonight, right? J.U. Yeah. 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 Tom Lang's a little nervous, right? Or is it oh, Matt, Matt Millar? Millar. Was, Matt Millar's quaking right now. Uh, you, you're going to like this. This is the uh, early this morning text that I got from uh, the famous Matt Millar, who writes, quote, uh, the schedule makers did link no favors <laughs> scheduling J.U. this early in his career. Fourth game of the season. Are mm. you kidding me? I wrote back, stern test. He wrote back, could be career defining. We'll yeah, see. That's and right. So, yeah. So, <laughs> 
Big game, big that's, game out that, there. That's the Duval. early morning chatter yeah. from one Matt Millar about JU tonight. And uh, yeah, there you go. By the way, uh, it was uh, Artis Gilmore that went to JU and also D Brown. And Artis Gilmore used to play Dave Cowens and Tully Jim. They yes, had some he did. Uh, great on, battles on the regular. Yeah, yes, he did. Speaking of looking at the old school guys, uh, Caleb Mills. Uh, shout out to Caleb Mills for breaking the Civic Center record for most free throws made and attempted in a game by a Florida State player. Mm. He was 17 of 21. The Bob Sura had the previous mark. He Bob Sura went 16 for 16 in a game. Different caliber players, but uh, still well, sure. Yeah. Um, but then I was looking up because I was like, man, this has got to be close to the most free throws a Florida State's player attempted all all time in a game. It was not. There was a guy named Jim Oler, who uh, he famously, has all famously. the free throws record. Man, he was like he must have been like LeBron back in the day, just drawing fouls left and right, or James Harden. He he had like thirty free throw attempts in a game. Did he shoot him underhanded? I don't. Probably it was nineteen fifty five. Ira, oh, he might have I, bounced him off his head for all we know. But he had by, a good percentage. By law, I think probably. you had to you back had then. To, yeah. And by the way, view, yeah. that's the way to do it. Little known fact: the day that Chamberlain scored hundred points, mm. well, it, we say he did. Who knows? Nobody was there to see it. He shot his free throws underhanded, and he was like twenty eight of thirty two in that game. And then he went back to shooting him overhanded because he thought he looked dumb. And, and he, he did. And he he looked, did look dumb. Well, he yeah. yeah, sure, but it also looks dumb when you keep clanking him off the backboard. Uh, agreed. I'm just saying both things can be true. So there you go. He the one time, the one year he shot free throws underhanded, he he was 28 out of 32 in a game free throw. I made the mistake one time interviewing Rick Barry mm. about uh, about free throw shooting, and man, was he an ass by the way? Yeah. Oh, um, are you kidding? Oh, okay. What kind of question? Just thought is maybe that? it was like a different interview. Yeah. Like, why yeah. are you telling this story? Maybe he was nice that day. Oh no no. No, no. I, I actually won him over by dealing with his cantankerousness. I still have that interview. I'm going to keep it because any day now I'll need to break it out and be like, oh, in memory. But, right. uh, yeah, oh, Rick has got an opinion about every player that ever lived. Oh, of course. And including guys like LeBron James and Michael Jordan, both of whom were worlds better than he was, who he will un- emphatically tell you were not. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Miami guy. He went yeah. to Miami. Yeah. 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 Uh, th- th- yes, just – he, he brought up that uh, pride and the inability to shoot free throws underhanded the way that he did for a long time in his career uh, speaks to his greatness and, and their – His kid uh, at Florida, like whatever that was, yeah. eight or ten years ago, did him under – and he led the nation in free throws. Well, his shooting. other kid won the dunk contest. Yeah, he? but it's like it, it, it works. Like this doesn't look that silly if they go in. Oh, it looks really silly. I it mean, looks completely ridiculously silly. silly. We're not going to get into this argument. It looks silly. I don't disagree. If you can yeah. make all of them, do it. What look – what a – Naheem McLeod, what looks sillier than the way he currently shoots free throws? Now, you know who should have shot free throws underhand is the kid, the seven-footer they had last year. Remember the kid? He barely would hit the rim. He didn't play much. What was no. his oh, name? that's right. Yeah, no. yeah I forgot I about that. I don't remember. But I know Anyways. Naheem McLeod hits the rim as if he's mad at it. Spe- so of, why not shoot it a different way? Speaking of fundamentals, mm. how about the lack of strikeouts? From the FSU baseball Was there team. a total of 20? No, I think it was less than that. I, no, I, I don't know. I'll look it up. That. I'll look it up. You I guys thought it was talk. 22. Uh, I, it might have been. I thought it was less than that. But, it's but, still not bad. But, yeah, the, but you could I just could tell what I liked was with two strikes, you didn't see guys swinging out of their cleats, yeah. which is what we saw a lot of the last several years. And really, maybe college baseball in general is going back to normal baseball because it you know, didn't seem like James Madison was doing that either. They play mm-hmm. more station-to-station, that kind of baseball, which is just – Again, it's just more pleasant to the watch. The ball's in play, Ira. Yes. The ball's in play. You're seeing plays, double Plenty plays. People got to make plays. Bunt defense. Send guys on the motion because the ball's <laughs> yes. put in play. Imagine yes. that. 15. Yeah. They struck 15. out 15 oh, times. I had it wrong. They, but they only struck yeah. out 22 batters as a oh, pitching staff. Oh, that's when the 22 yeah. was in my right. head. That's what it was. Okay. Yeah, no, hey, listen, I didn't see nary a game this weekend. Just so you know, I didn't mm. see one. I was out of town. I also wanted an excuse to use nary. 
Yeah. But yeah. I, just, I just want you to know. You don't need an excuse to say no. No, I just got to work it in there. Yeah. Uh, but I, I didn't see, and I, and that is the only disappointing aspect of my, uh, you know, out-of-town trip this past weekend was here I was geared up for opening day, went out of town, very enjoyable family trip. But nary a game. Nary a game. Glenn asked if I was talking about Nagam. I was not talking about Tenor Nagam. Yeah, Tenor yeah. Nagam had a feathery touch. Yeah, he did, I'm going to find the other guy. Wait for that big shooter. year he's going to have yeah. any day now. <laughs> Buy stock now. <laughs> Buy stock now and Tenor and Gom. I'm going to find I'm gonna find out who it was. You guys keep talking. It was not Tenor and Gom. Oh, Put respect on his name. Feathery touch. But, yeah, so I, I did. I mean, they, yeah, they struck out 15 times in three games. That was one game for them at times last year. Um, averaging five strikeouts a game, that'll play. Put the ball in play. You're going to get the runner home from third a lot. You're going to advance runners. They did have some. Quincy Ballard was my guy. Quincy Ballard. Literally yeah. the worst free throw shooter ever. He he sh- he would not look weird. Neither would McLeod. That's what I'm saying. McLeod's a 38% free throw shooter. That's embarrassing. Not if you become a 70% free throw shooter shooting <laughs> underhanded. See, the, the mere look, the action looks cheesy. Now they're just yeah. throwing out names of bad seven-footers at Florida State. We've they're had a bunch of them. Hey, they're all coming through. They're all coming through. So there's a Mount Rushmore. <laughs> Here we go. There you go. Yeah, guys. there's Jackie now, Moon. Now I actually, mean, that, that looks ridiculous. Now, that would be fantastic. Yeah. If we had a player did with those shorts and did this after... Just started kissing oh, the ball for the, and then doing the squats for, for the 30 non, seconds. For the non-YouTube audience, you might want to fill them in a little bit. Yeah, it's uh, Jackie Moon. It's Will yeah, Ferrell doing yeah, his, uh, yeah. his shtick at the free throw line. I would watch that and cheer loudly yeah. if we had a player doing that, especially if they made him after all of that. People would be grossed out because he's <laughs> kissing the ball. Like, come on, man. What are we doing here? What What do y'all think the odds are that Travis J plays this year? Oh, I plays think meaningful snaps. I think there's a good chance. Okay, I think there's a good chance, yeah. too. I keep bringing it up. I'm trying to speak it into being. Well, what I liked, and I brought I brought this up on Wake Up Board Chant. Well, we brought it up, Aslan and I, multiple times. It's like there were, there were at least three kids when they were talking about Tour of Duty, these newcomers. They mentioned Travis J kind of taking them under the, his wing, so, show them around the school, showing them what it's like to be a football, all that stuff. It's like, man, that's that's at least at least a kid that is engaged. You in would this like program. To, you'd like to think the last year has matured him. Man, think about that's more stunning. Everything that we're talking about, his engagement, his yeah. focus, his ability to lock in after all that was what was going on. We won't get into all that. My man's still here and engaged and cares and is trying. Trying to be a leader. Correct. You'll root for somebody like that yeah. to turn it around. Let's just, you know, ambiguous. It just turn it around. Because, listen, selfishly, there's an athlete there. There's a freak of an athlete in there. If they can get him to believe that he can make a play on the football. He was in position countless times when he was getting run. He's never made a play. Like, ever. And it was so frustrating. I think somewhere along the way. But an interception on Hail Mary. Yeah, that's true. And I do think somewhere along the way, you noted this one time, Ira, when we were talking about him. I think he just it broke his spirit. I think it broke him, and he lost confidence. And then after a while, he wasn't making plays, not because he was, you know, because he was in position, just didn't make a play. No, he was not in position anymore. And it was at that point you thought, well, this is. This and I don't over. think you know they they've moved him back and forth, safety to corner. I don't think corner was a good fit. He's going back to safety. He played there. He practiced there all last season, and uh, that's where he'll be. And I think there's you know, look, man, there's an opening there. They need. Yeah. They need, you know, you lose Jamie Robinson. Not only do you lose Jamie Robinson, you also lost Pac-Man, Jarquez McClellan, the second team safety. So there's there's reps to be had this spring, and the decisions they're going to make based on what they do in the portal after this spring might hinge a little bit on what Travis Jay looks like at safety. I just, I just not that, not, not not that I think he's going to be a starter, right? right but right. I think he's in the mix. Give him picture, some depth, some real depth. I maybe. picture Patrick Sertan looking at that kid, going, "Damn, 
I mean, Let's I got figure guy, this out. I got a guy that long who can run like that, who's that athletic. I got to find a way. I got to get this kid to have the light bulb go off and believe. I can utilize somebody with that skill set. And and again, it's not unheard of. You know, Tom and I brought this up the other day. Tom brought up the fact that he's like, look, Ben, when we went into camp last year, nobody thought Renardo Green was going to play any kind of role. Like, dude, emerged as your best corner. Yeah, and he may get moved back to safety. Who knows? But he think, emerged I, as yeah. your best. We'll corner. see. I think he. I think they're going to keep him at corner. I think. Um, but we'll see. But they're, that's just you know, a cool yeah. story. Lamarcus Brutus was somebody I brought up. Right. Like you never thought we were going to get anything out of Lamarcus Brutus. It got to a point where if Lamarcus Brutus didn't play because he got everybody organized, yeah. you're like, damn, no Lamarcus Brutus. This is yeah. going to be a problem. So <laughs> you know, yeah. think about that. Who knows? I mean, it's not outlandish to say that Travis J figures it out. Playing in space is hard, man. It's really hard. It's it's different when it, if you're getting beat up front in the trenches, somebody's bigger and stronger than you. You know what you have to do. You got to go get in the gym. You got to go put on weight. Got to get lower. Got to get better technique. When you're out in space and you lose confidence, man, you can really get exposed for the world to see, as opposed to in the interior of an offensive or defensive line. And I I just hope I think for him a lot of that did have to do with confidence. Once it happened more than once, you began to doubt yourself. You can't have a false step in the secondary. That's well, your ass. And you think about two years ago when Jarvis Brownlee was starting and played every single snap. Yeah. No matter what happened. Like, there was no other he option. He played that last snap against Jacksonville State. He he did he was play on the that, field for that one. He was too. on that one. Yeah. He was on the field for that one. Travis Jay wasn't. But you didn't, his fault. you didn't have a lot of options. And look what happened. Yep. And so now you have a lot of options. I mean, you think about it, corner, you know, for the second half of the year, it was Renardo Green and Jarian Jones as your starters. But now you bring in Fentrell Cypress. You've got Azari uh, Thomas last year played. I, I didn't realize how much he played yeah, last man, year. Yeah, man, especially played, at the like, end of the year, he played yeah, a lot. Yeah, at the end yeah. of the year, he did. Yeah. So I mean, he's they're playing kind of smarter reps, and you've got four or five guys at corner that all think they're all those guys think they're going to be starting. So let's now, go get it on. So you're going to have great competition, and then see what ends up happening at the end of the spring because you may have one or two of them decide to check It'll out. It'll be funny though with the fan base when it comes to Travis J in particular because it's we've had like we've gone into three separate seasons where it's like let's see what Travis J looks like. <laughs> They're done with that. Like right. pr- and it doesn't matter what reports we give in the spring or even yeah. in August. Um this yeah. will be one we we I think we we got a lot of credibility last year with the things we said we saw in August that ended up becoming true, but I think the Travis J win almost to a man woman they will say, yeah, I'll believe it when I well, see that's it. That's what but they said about Tate Rodemaker last year, and then he got his opportunity in the game against Louisville, made throws, yeah. stood in the pocket, took shots to make some big throws in the second half. They, he finally showed that there was talent there, which we had seen numerous times. And, and people thought we were lying. Well, it, I mean, they certainly doubted it. Well, and just to clarify on Travis Shea, because people assume because he wasn't playing last year that he wasn't – he was so buried on the depth chart. He wasn't eligible last season. He practiced. He wasn't able to play. That's correct. So now he's eligible again. And we'll see what he was eligible for the bowl game. We'll see what he can do this spring. We're rooting for him. The NFL season has come to an end, but at my bookie, the opportunities to win don't stop. Whether you bet to earn or to make the games more exciting, my bookie gives you the most for your money with their redesigned deposit bonus. Getting started is easy. Just visit mybookie.ag and use promo code. That's right, my bookie, Warchant. Use promo code Warchant, friends. That's what you're going to use here. And claim a bonus up to $2,000. Promo code WARCHAN to get a deposit bonus that gives you extra funds to play with all the way up to $2,000 with my bookie. Bet on the NBA, NHL, UFC, or play for a share of the big cash prizes in the weekly online blackjack tournaments. So many brands to choose from. You need a platform that makes it simple to bet and win like my bookie. Bet anything, anytime, anywhere with my bookie. 
Seminal Headlines returns now. Head to YouTube and search for War Chant TV today to catch the show live or on demand. Now, here's Jeff Cameron, Ira Chofel, and Corey Clark. Yeah, we're not eligible to report everything we know during the season. Just saw some of that chatter in the uh, in the chat there on War Chant TV. People wondering why we didn't talk about that sooner. Well, we weren't really supposed we weren't supposed to talk about uh, him being ineligible. Yep, Travis. their rules. Yeah. Well, no. they wouldn't. I mean, they wouldn't confirm it. Yeah, and so and we knew it. Yeah, but we, yeah. So, but then he was eligible for the for the bowl game, and he'll be eligible this spring. So, anyway, we'll see. Hopefully, it uh, goes well for him. Again, I'm not like you know, like Corey said. I mean, I'm not all in on Travis J. I'm not saying oh, it's definitely going to happen. This is definitely the year. That's not true. Just in the break, that's all you were talking about. I'm, I'm talking about on the air, man. Oh, okay, don't sorry. Mess, don't mess it up. <laughs> Travis yeah, J is going to be an all American. You're shattering it. But uh, we do. With it. I mean, he's definitely got athletic ability. And he's definitely got more from everything we hear. He's got things in, in, in order. And I think there's a great opportunity there for him. If he doesn't do it this spring, then that's probably the end of the road. I think he's a guy, if he doesn't, if, if Travis Jay is not in the top rotation at safety at the end of the spring, I'd be surprised if he would be here in the fall. It's an underrated aspect of uh, spring conversation, but how, how much progress does A.J. Duffy make? I, I, didn't, I wasn't impressed last year. Neither you or Corey. Nope. I've, I've, I did not have any high expectations for a freshman quarterback. I didn't either. So I wasn't. I didn't either. I think when he throws he it on air, I think he's got a good arm. He's talented. The arm strength is not what I'm questioning. I just never saw him put together back-to-back practices or anything with consistency. I know he's a freshman. That's why my expectations were minimal, and he didn't meet them. Uh, doesn't mean he won't. But what I just – yeah, I guess doesn't I don't mean, know – Doesn't mean he won't. I don't know what you guys were hoping to I see. I thought when he I got guess. reps and opportunities, he looked terrible. He also was always behind the third-team offensive Correct. line. And that's why this is a better opportunity. That's why I brought it up. Because remember Green, Tate before – when he before yeah. Tate got to play with the ones or twos? I mean, it looked a lot like that. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, I know. That's why I'm presenting this to be an interesting time for him because he's going to have an opportunity to play behind an offensive line that won't suck, even if it's the second or third-string offensive line. He'll have real players. Real players. That's the kind of depth that we're talking about, that they now have guys where it's not a wash, that he goes out there with the third string against the third string defense, and you're not like, oh, well, geez, they can't block. They could block it up. He might have time. And he'll have real weapons to throw to, too. So that's the other part about the depth, is that now you can have really intense practices right down the depth chart uh, because they can keep him upright. And let's see if he gets patient and makes throws. And he might. Yeah, and he'll he'll get some work, I'm sure, with the second team. And he's not really a freshman anymore. I know he has a name, but he got here. Wasn't he here last spring? Yeah. So this will be his second spring. So you want to see a jump. Yeah. You you definitely want to see a jump to a guy that, you know, I remember speaking of that Louisville game, people would have to, even as bad as that throw was that Tate made, holy moly, maybe the worst Mm -hmm. throw of the, that we've ever seen. Oh, um, no, 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 no. He's, he's thrown, he, he has thrown a worse pass. Uh, and then the interception in Louisville? Yeah. All right. Well, I'm, I mean, I'm more mad State, at Norvell. I'm, some, I'm both of those. I'm all about I'm the You're coaching mad at, staff. Yeah, I'm all, you all got, of those yeah, throws. Yeah. Right. They're not giving the one against Jacksonville State was ridiculous. But people at halftime of the Louisville game were saying, uh, you, you know, on Twitter anyway, well, even in the press box, like, you've got to make a change. you got to go with Duffy. I'm like, man, I, I don't know. Like, yeah, because that was so bad that maybe Tate's just done. He's shot. But, um, I didn't think he was close in practice to Rodemaker. Now let's see how closer he is. You know what I mean? He could take a huge step forward this year. He's had a year under his belt. They've got better quality depth. He should have an opportunity to stand up right and make throws. They're both playing for – well, no, You number one, you need depth for 2023. There's a chance you're going to – some of those – one of them will have to have some big moments again in 2023. But then they're also both eyeing 2024. And right. who's going to be the starter? And right. Well, the reality it starts is now that race starts now. The reality is we don't have a lot of 
background to, and I remember saying this in the spring when we were talking about the offensive line in the spring, I remember saying, I don't know how concerned to be because I don't know what Alex Atkins is, is expecting in the spring. Like for Dimitri Emmanuel or Jasmine Turnitine, or I don't even, Turnitine wasn't here yet, but like what is he expecting out of those guys? I don't know what it should look like necessarily for a first-year freshman in the first year at Florida State at quarterback. I think we'll see, we'll get a better feel once we see Brock Lynn because now it's another yeah. true freshman we're going to get to watch. Because we didn't get to see Purdy and Rodemaker their first year because of COVID. We didn't get to see it as up close as we did this. So this will be a good chance to see what Glenn looks like. I just The reason I believe Duffy's got ability is because when you see him on air, I think he can make every throw. It looked like he completely got domed up once they started doing team stuff. But I don't know if that's normal or not. I think it is normal. I just thought, I guess my gripe, and it's not really a gripe. It's just an observation that I think he has a chance to take a huge step forward. My, My problem was that, we got midway through the year and then three quarters through the year, and I didn't see any progress when he got the opportunity to play. Now, it could be that once you are under immense amounts of pressure every time you get out there to play, you know, you're, you're seeing ghosts, and it gets difficult to remain patient because you haven't had evidence that it's going to be blocked up for you. That's entirely possible. And it is certainly normal for a true freshman quarterback to come in and look terrible. I don't expect, you know, I mean, you see these phenoms sometimes, but I get that he wasn't supposed to be good right away. I just thought that as the year progressed, I would have saw more in the way of progress from him. I never really felt like I did. And, and a lot of times when a freshman does look good, it's because they've tailored an offense around a freshman to look good. You know, but if they're asking him because they don't need him to play right away to try to learn everything and they're, you know, you're drowning in information, that's a little bit different. You know, you think back to Jaden Daniels as a true freshman at Arizona State, and he had that great touchdown interception ratio. Yeah. He turned into a decent player last year, but his second and third years were not good at all. And once they started giving him more to do. So I just think this spring will be big. I, I don't disagree with you at all. It'll be good to see what A.J. Duffy looks like this spring. There should be some marked improvement. We get a kicking competition, too. That's true. It mm. just continues to get better, guys. Yeah. Just when you think that not every position has competition. I go, oh, no. That it's kid's a- from Etsu, right? Yeah, Isn't he from ETSU, Etsu? baby. Yeah, you man. know he's pe- kicked in big games. Well, then. I'm going to have to talk to him. Uh, he got to play outdoors. I played indoors in the mini dome. He got to play outdoors. They built a nice new stadium. I'm going to talk to him about it. Maybe I'll just pull him aside. The house of Cameron built. You guys will be over there doing your thing. and You're we'll going to talk about Johnson, Johnson City, City Tennessee. Yeah. See which bars are still there all these years later and all that good stuff. No, no, but honestly, I. I, I am excited they brought in a kid who had great success. And and the thing is, kicking, unlike being a star running back at a lower division, kicking's kicking. You're kicking a 57-yarder or you're not. Yeah. I mean, the goalposts yeah. are the same <laughs> yeah. size I mean, and in the same spot. If you're making kicks consistently, I mean, yeah, it's a different stage, but still, kicking's kicking. It was funny watching the uh, Charlie Ward documentary on the ACC Network because they uh, went into Scott Bentley a little bit, and I was having to explain – not having to. I was getting to explain to, to Kim and the kids about Scott Bentley and just how – him being on the cover of Sports Illustrated as a freshman kicker because he signed with Florida State. Crazy. Uh, and just, you know, that that background. For people that didn't know, mm-hmm. it's amazing. And then what Florida State became from a kicking standpoint yeah. after that. Crazy. I, I mean, maybe the best kickers in the, over 20 years. run for ages. Yeah. yeah, run for the ages. So it's almost like you replaced one all-world kicker with another all-world kicker, and then you think, well, they can't do it again, and then they did. It was it had to have been immensely frustrating for our opponents that that worked. You well, think? Do you think Fitzy can turn it around? So he's 12 of 20 last year. He got a lot better late. Yeah. Nah, uh, I mean, yeah, it's all right. better. Um, I mean, again, that last the last game, he, he kicked a field goal, and then it was at the end of the half where he tried like a 52-yarder yeah. and was short. I just don't know in this day and age when you're competing for what Norvell is competing for. When you are a uh, you're trying to be a big boy program that can win a national championship, 
just look around the country, man. All the most of these schools, I shouldn't say all of them, they have kickers that are kicking it from fifty-eight and are good. They don't they don't give away points, and and it's not just giving away points by missing field goals. It's going for fourth and seven at the twenty-four yard because line you because you don't trust, you don't trust they can your make kicker. A yard um, yeah, yeah. So that's I mean I that to me him going in the portal and getting a kid like this shows me what he thinks this season. Well, could he be. he had to man. He had if he just right, stood pat. Right. I mean, but yeah, well, no, for sure. But he didn't. You know, he. It's going to be a real competition because that's a really important part of this team. You cannot yeah. give away points, whether it's, again, when you're at the 24-yard line, fourth and six, that's probably a time to go get your points. But if you have a kicker you don't trust, what are you doing? you got to go for it. And he gave away the NC State game it because of that. It definitely affected decisions he made. So you can't, you can't go into this season when you think you have a chance for a special season and not think anything 44 and in is almost an automatic. And also... A 53-yarder doesn't need to be short. That's not an elite leg at a place that's trying to be an elite football school. Now, maybe he but mishit it. We've seen him kick it further than that. But he was also short in the dome on a kind of like a 52-yard attempt, 54-yard attempt. So but you got, guys, you guys say kicking is kicking. It might be a little different from Etsu versus Florida State. When, the yeah. LSU game when you got – Oh, absolutely. I, I agree. The stage yeah. is different. But whereas in in if you're a it's running not, back – You don't have to worry about yeah, the speed of yeah, the game. If you're an elite running back and you're 228 pounds running 4-4 four, four, – you're going to mow over people in the Southern Conference. And there ain't too many guys catching you or getting the angle on you. But a kick is a kick. It's 48 yards. Can you make a 48-yarder? Now, agreed, the pressure is different when, you, when yeah. you're on a and bigger Fitzy stage. And Fitzy has lived that and come through the other side of it. So there is something to be said for that. Yeah, like I give he, him credit for it, no question. He changed his approach in the middle of the season to get back to where he was and he still didn't feel comfortable. There's definitely a case to be made that he's salvageable. But yeah. man, he's been through the ringer. Man. Yeah, it's good, but it's good to know that I, I, I personally think he'll probably be the starting kicker in Orlando. If he struggles at all, it's nice to have a guy in the bullpen. You, you maybe could go to. But, who, who do you think will be the starter? Fitzgerald. Oh, do you really? Yeah, because I mean, I, don't I think know, man. I, the other kids' numbers are pretty good. Yeah, but again, like you said, it's it's Edsu. Yeah, and no offense to Edsu, but I mean, I mean, look, offense look intended. Here. Offense let, intended. Let, let me explain something to you. Can you make the kick or not? The guy that will be kicking will have nothing to do with petty degree. It'll be about what they right, do in this camp. Right, but he's never felt camp. he's never felt pressure that and comes from if a. If you uh, feel pressure, no matter if I've got to kick a forty-eight yard game-winning kick, and if I care at all about my teammates, my surrounding, and my time there, I feel the pressure of having to make that kick. I know that you're going to say, "Well, that's LSU across from you," but I think the intense amount of pressure you feel, a lot of it has to do with not wanting to let those guys down, and the fact that it's two seconds left in a three-point game. Yeah, that doesn't change. You feel that in high school. I, I, you know, we should how, look it up. Is he made? Is that kid made any game winning kick? I don't know. Well, you follow ETSU football. How, <laughs> when how when you doing? can find him, but you, you know, know. <laughs> you have the pass. You have the uh, the yeah. season pass I'll for ETSU football. I'll go get on that and watch the condensed versions of all the games. Yeah, that yeah for sure. They've got but, those. Well, let me let me just say this though. I, whoever is kicking best coming out of camp is starting that game. It will have nothing to do that Fitzy made a couple of kicks and some. No, games. you don't. You think I see? I think it's more like they used to say about these these heavyweight boxing fights. It's like if you want to take the job. You've got to absolutely win it. Like not, it can't not. be fifty-fifty. But that's when you're beating a champion. Well, no, but I'm not well, a guy with twelve of twenty champion. last year. He's a, he's a <laughs> I mean, I love, I love Ryan Fitzgerald, but you're he not talking a, about Muhammad Ali. He's a Cheez-It Bowl champion. He is the champion of the Cheez It Bowl. He was on that podium with hey, all those other Corey, guys. Adam Vinatieri is not walking through yeah, that I know, door. I know. Al Del yeah, Greco a good point. is not Al Del Greco is definitely not walking. Yeah. But you Raphael think if it's Seth even, it's not over there kicking field goals. You think if it's even, he isn't walking through that door. He's not giving it to the new guy if they're even. I think the other guy has to absolutely outkick him to get the job. Okay, that's just what I think. Yeah. They wouldn't do it if it's even. Mark Mosley is not lining up a toe kick over there yeah, at the FSU, toe buddy. Straight on. <laughs> that's right. Yeah. <laughs> 
surprised that we know so many kickers. Good oh. Lord, we knew them all. We so started Al- getting the Reggie Robies of the world with punting. So Al Del Greco lived in Miami, and in the offseason, he was listed in great the Great golfer, book. Del Greco. Yeah, One of the really great yeah, golfers yeah. of all time. So this is the difference <laughs> between the NFL today versus when we were kids. When we were kids, like in Miami, I'm sure it was the same in Tampa. Like in Miami, the the Mark Duper and Clayton and those guys, they would, Dwight Stevenson, they would go play basketball at the park. Yeah. Like you would see them around town. I see it, Dwight Gooden all the time. They were like yeah. part of the city. See, where I and lived so, in Atlanta on Jimmy Carter Boulevard, Pro athletes knew not to go stay there. Away. They had stay, to stay away. Stay away. But Al Del Greco was listed in the phone book. My buddy Howard Stein would call him every offseason and just talk. And Del Greco would just talk to him on the phone. Apparently, <laughs> super nice guy. Oh, nice. Yeah. I'll call Al. You got anything you want me to ask him? <laughs> He'll pick up. He's great. That's hilarious. Yeah, no. Uh, so you never got to see like David Justice roll through your neighborhood. He did in Tampa. I was going to say he was rolling through some no other, looking for looking for other things. He had no yeah. problem rolling through. A <laughs> yeah, Tampa. no. Jimmy Carter we saw Boulevard would have would have been a place to be. <laughs> Sure. Yeah. yeah, good old David had no problem with it. He just didn't want the local flair in yeah. Atlanta. Yeah, yeah 3 a.m. and some yeah. ED t- party. That's still one of my favorite excuses of all time. Like when they, they got lost or something? He what said he you? got lost. He was asking somebody at 3 a.m. <laughs> in a very famous part of Tampa uh, for directions. Yeah. Hey, man. That was before, that was before Waze. <laughs> That's before true. Yeah, that was before How Google Maps. How did I Maps. end up here in my Mercedes? This is terrible. <laughs> what has happened here? Yeah. yeah. Tampa, Tampa's been the downfall of many a many a man, many an athlete, oh, and many a man. If you've got, uh, if you got some tendencies that you're trying to keep, <laughs> keep away, don't go to Tampa. Yeah, they all that come is, out. They come they, to the, they come boiling to the they surface. They got everything you've ever wanted in yeah. Tampa, buddy. That could be uh, found rather easily too. And people pick up on it quickly. Like, oh, that's how you like to get down. They offer <laughs> yeah. it up. You're like, oh no no. No, I'm trying to avoid all of this. You can play the music, Matthew. We got nothing left here. Hour number two, forthcoming headliner questions, as always. Hang in.